Hey, welcome to The Ripple with Juju. Uh, this interview that I did with Jordan Borstelman, who runs Crooked Path Forge, was done at Open Forge in Gainesville, Florida. So I had to do a lot of editing because we were having a problem with the audio. Uh, my attempt to do it one way did not work. So I wound up with three different pieces. So I've had to do some editing. So that's why I'm doing this, this intro uh, for the interview, uh, because the first part, I really just couldn't save a whole lot from it because of the bad audio. Um, so Jordan Borstelman is um, the owner of Crooked Path Forge. He runs an open forge uh, twice a week in Gainesville, Florida. I found him through my friend Ox and uh, wound up going there the first time on my birthday back in September. And I've been there more often than not weekly since then. And he is a wealth of information about blacksmithing um, in, in so many ways. Um, he is definitely accomplished. This is what he does full time. This is his job. So I love to interview people that follow their passion, follow their heart and make a living doing it. So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have a little blurb from my sponsor and then we will kind of jump into it. And hopefully I've done enough editing that you'll be able to pick up what we're both putting down. Okay. Enjoy. So, um, it's been wonderful. So how can people get hold of you, Jordan? Yeah. So, you know, you can, uh, find me on my website, crookedpathforge.org or crooked path forge. Uh, yeah. Uh, crookedpathforge at uh, gmail.com. Okay, cool. Okay. But, uh, so what is the coolest thing you've made? How long have you been doing this? I mean, I've, I've been doing this for just about 11 years now. Okay. It, it's hard to, uh, what do you call it? It's been hard to like classify the time because it's just been, it's been spotty at first. So like I started by going to a craft school up in North Carolina and it was this really intense two week course, like a retreat, you know, nice. except instead of meditating or whatever, you're, you know, you're blacksmithing. Right. Um, but I, I did that, but I was like 22, 23. I didn't have a lot of money. I lived in an apartment. So I kind of sat on the skills when I got home from that. I couldn't do anything with it. Right. Um, there was a few years there until thirties. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's when I really got serious about it. So like a couple of those years I condensed down. Yeah. You know, and I, I say, well, it was like five, five years, years of doing it maybe once on a weekend here and there. And so I'll call those five years one year. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> As I, I get it. Yeah. I probably overthink it. But about 11 years is how long. Okay. <laughs> What's the coolest thing you've ever made? Oh man. Um, there's been a lot of cool stuff like most recently I did this dagger that was inspired by uh, the Chronicles of Narnia mm -hmm. so it had this lion head on the palm oh, nice. and I had, to, I had to learn how to make I never made the lion head or really any kind of right. animal head right and so I had to learn how to do that and my my real goal is to make sure it didn't look like a cartoon character. Uh -huh. It's so easy. You could get something that looks like a lion, but it looks like a two-year-old drew. Yeah, you yeah. know, but it's it metal, right? Yeah. So it, it took a little bit. It took like three or four tries. And you were telling me about the coolest thing you ever made was the lion's head. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I finally got the, the lion head to look good and not like a cartoon character. Um, made the knife and the knife, you know, the dagger, it came out really well. Um, but the thing that really was awesome was the, the guy, the guy who ordered it was getting it for his girlfriend uh -huh. and he took a video of her like opening it. Oh and wow. She like getting to see the look on her face. I bet. And she like saw the dagger first. And then when she turned it and saw the lion head, like she freaked out and it was just like, 
So did you so cool. carve it, it so from good. the metal, or did you have to make like a mold and then heat the metal and then pour right. it into the mold? Is that what you did? So so blacksmithing is uh, is is moving the metal when it's hot, but not so hot that you're melting it. Okay. Right. So right. so that's a whole nother skill set. Right. And and set of skills. So I don't melt. Okay. Um, when you heat the steel up, you know it, you know this, but I'm obviously telling you yeah, for the yeah, benefit yeah. of people listening. Uh, but you know, you heat the metal up and it begins to glow and it gets soft and you essentially can move it around like it's clay. Right. And there's, there's even, it's not bad to get clay and use it to practice things with because the metal will actually move the same way. Oh, okay. Um, and you, you know, the big problem is you can't use your thumb to push the clay around because yeah. you'll, right, it's hot. <laughs> um, so you no use No fingerprints for me. Yeah. <laughs> And so the, the hammer becomes your thumb. Right. Uh, and in this case with the animal head, I had to make these uh, special chisels. Most of them were round on the ends. They weren't sharp. But there they're, they were seven different shapes. You know, one's a triangle, one's, you know, slightly curved, one's really flat. Uh -huh. Six different ones. And I used that as my thumb to kind of, you know, strike the back end of the chisel and to push the metal around. Right. in the direction I want to go. Right. And and each of the shapes makes the metal move, you know, in a yeah, different yeah. way. So yeah. it, it I, I had to buy a video. This guy's got a great video on how to do it. And I, I, I was literally, I'd watch five minutes of the video and then I would run outside to the shop and do it. <laughs> and I couldn't remember more than like one step at a time. So I was just running back and forth. Right. It was really funny. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I have done shit like that, yeah, man. Yeah. I have done shit. Five minutes of video. Okay, go over here. Okay, do it. Do it. Okay, 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 what next? Back, 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 back. I just, oh man, you know, it. it's so hard to keep more than that in my head. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It, you know, we're, we're uh, kind of all, you know, inputting so much information all the time. I mean, thank God for the technology. I yeah. mean, you know, we can access damn near any information that we want. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I think is a beautiful thing if it's not abused. Sure. Um, you know. It definitely uh, can become a, 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 a crutch is a kind of a cliche term, but, uh, you know, it is. It's it is a, true. It's a, yeah. I, I definitely find myself uh, falling into that and, and, you know, getting into the death scrolling kind of a thing on Facebook or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, go down the rabbit hole. And you just keep you just keep going and you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But uh, like when I'm working, when I'm in the shop, I try to set the phone away from me. Right. And, you know, I'll listen to podcasts while I'm working. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not checking it. I'm not, you know, yeah. and so people will, hey, I texted you half an hour ago. How come you didn't get back to me? It's like, I'm fucking working. <laughs> Serious, dude, you know, I don't have my phone in front of my face twenty four seven. Yeah, and let me tell you, it's not hard to fall into that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, do you have uh, any? What events have you done recently? Didn't you have something with um, uh, Blade Association or something? So there's uh, so there's a, a blacksmithing club in Florida okay. called FABA. Okay, that's that's the Florida Artist Blacksmith Association. Okay, and so we just had our year conference in October. Um, so there's monthly meetings all over the state. Right. But then once a year in October, we all get together from the whole state and have this big, uh, you know, just just blacksmithing party, basically. Nice. And so we, we, we did some blade testing for that. Uh, people were supposed to make their blade ahead of time, bring it to the conference, and then we chopped up two by fours. And oh, I think I, yeah, I think and, I saw one yeah, of the little yeah. clips of that. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. That was, that was probably the most recent big event. Uh, is there any kind of competition in that event? So I, everybody was calling it a knife making competition okay. or a knife testing competition. Right. And I was trying to steer us away from that. Okay. You know, it's, it's mostly guys yeah. and you get a bunch of these like meathead guys together and they're already making it a competition, right? Whether you want oh, to yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really want it to be about learning, you know, I want it to be like, like a symposium, you know, where, where you get together and, and you're not, oh, I beat you. I'm not going to share you my secrets so I can win next time. It needs to be 
this is, wow, you, you really did good. How did you get there? Right. And then, you know, the person who did well can share that. Yes. Um, cause that, that has been, and it's kind of amazing, but that's been my experience meeting other blacksmiths, at least here in Florida is right. they've really been open with sharing their knowledge. That's awesome. And it, it was not something I expected to encounter, but it's, it's, you know, what a pleasant surprise. Oh man. Oh, that's it, just wonderful. You, you just, I mean, you, if you love the craft of it, you want to share it, you know, because seeing someone else like you getting excited about something they're making, and, and that's like... It's satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's satisfying when, you know, I mean, we're always the teacher and the, and the student, you know, but it's so satisfying when you're the teacher and, you know, you have the student and you yeah. see that spark in their eye. Yeah. Because yeah. they're excited about learning something new. And I, I never could understand, how do you not want to share knowledge <laughs> just for that payoff right. alone? Right, yeah. I mean, it's just like, ah, yeah. you know. Uh, one of the things that um, always struck me about blacksmithing is, you know, one of my spiritual beliefs is that, you know, we are reincarnated. This is not our only life. Um, one of the things that really got triggered the first workshop I did with blacksmithing was, I'm telling you, and it gives me chills just talking about it, (laughs) is it felt like it took me back to, um, my Nordic ancestors. Yeah. I mean, in a big way. And that is my heritage. Right, right. Um, according to some other family members that have done that ancestry DNA thing. Yep, yep. You know? And like 50% super wide. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah. And you know, um, that that trigger of like this ancestral memory. Sure. Um, so has that been your experience as well? You know, I mean, I'm, there's something to it that speaks to me in a way that other other stuff I've tried to get into art, craft, jobs, whatever, hasn't done, you know, this really flipped the switch. It's hard to say if it was just like my, my brain was in the right place at the right time when I started doing it. Right. But, um, I'm, I'm like reincarnation inside. I'm on the fence a little bit about like, I I certainly believe it's possible. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not sure if it's happened to me. You know what I mean? Right. If that's been like my part of my journey or anything. Right. Um, so I, you know, I can't say to that, but there's definitely, there's definitely a calling to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a calling the to soul. it. soul. Yeah. For sure. And there's something very special about having that raw material and beating it. Yeah. With a club. It's, a, it's <laughs> aggressive. It's aggressive. You know, it is very much, you, 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 you got to hit it. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things with teaching too that I really love is when you see that moment where the person realizes, oh, like I can I can hit this. Like I don't have to be afraid of breaking it or hurting something. Like you get to you get to hit it as hard as you like, and you still are making something positive and beautiful. And it's a it's a fun mental juxtaposition, you yeah. know. Um, and there's, of course, there's a lot of nice, like, uh, it, it's always therapeutic to be able to physically exert yourself, you know, sure. like our bodies like to move. Yeah. And so that's always nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it is, I mean, it's like that primal stuff, hitting something with a club, uh, setting something on fire. Like that's, these are like these urges. Seriously, that come fire from, and metal, right? man. <laughs> so many, it's one of my theories, like so many of the, the crafts. Uh, the, the traditional crafts you know, humans do, you know, clay, glass, uh, uh, metalworking, uh, cooking even. It's all, let me put this in the fire and see what happens, you know? Right. And I think that was just like... It's almost like um, an alchemy. Yeah, it, very it's much beautiful, so. And not even just an alchemy of the actual hard material, per se, but for me... And I think you probably witnessed that the first night I was here. I was just having a lot of pent-up energy 
And I know myself well enough to know that there, I get to a level and I've got to expend that energy yeah. physically. Yeah. Um, and in my younger days, and not that I still don't do it, <laughs> but I, not as much as I used to, I would go out and listen to some heavy metal, live music, dance sure. my ass off, and, and I, that's how I, and scream and dance, and that's how I would transmute that yeah. energy. I would take that kind of, now I don't even know that I want to say negative, but it was pent up. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you, you know, when something gets caged, you know, then you start getting into that rage zone. Right. You know, and so I would get to a point where I knew that I had to expend this. And because of my spiritual beliefs and my own personal growth, I learned how to do that. Right. You know, in a way that didn't involve recreational drugs, that didn't involve massive amounts of alcohol, <laughs> you know, that yeah, didn't yeah. involve something destructive. Right. You know, I learned how to take that energy and transmute it and use it into something that was not destructive, but would allow me to get that energy out. And I, I mean, I, that's what I, drugs and alcohol are the easiest way to do that, right? Although right. long term, not great solutions. Right. So that's something that's actually helped me. This has helped me grow as a person and become, you know, a, a full adult because I found this outlet of blacksmithing that has allowed me to channel that energy in a way that isn't just, you know, getting stoned all day long or drinking right. or smashing around a mosh pit. Right. Not that those things I don't do. I mean, right. I still do that. Hey, shit. I still wash. I just right. Want, yeah. right. But I'll it's not self-destructive any longer. Yeah. You know, it's channeled in a, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's managed. Yeah. 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 I get that. So I get that. It, it's, it's definitely like, I'm just kind of all I do anymore or talk about or yeah. think about. And it's not in a negative way, you know? I mean, there's, of course, there's other shit I like to do occasionally. But, yeah. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to be a blacksmith. And you do this full time, correct? This yeah. is your job. Yeah, That's, this is my oh, job. Oh, I love it. See, I love that when somebody gets to take their passion and turn it into their profession and make a living from it. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. I, it's not I easy. never expected it either. You know? Really? I just, I thought, so, you know, in my like middle 20s, my wife and I married, I think it was 25 or 6, uh, when we got married. And it was, it was something that I, I knew I had to have something to... How do I put this? I was I was a I wasn't a loser, but I was a, a layabout. I was a uh, I played video games. I worked a minimum wage job. I got stoned. I played more video games. I played Dungeons and Dragons. I got drunk. Like you know, went out with my friends. Yeah. I wasn't a bad person, yeah. but I wasn't. I was just spinning my wheels. I wasn't really doing anything. Right. And I knew like if I wanted to keep my wife. I had to I had to find something that I was doing that was worth being around, you right. know, more yeah. than just oh I got a new level on World of Warcraft today, like oh, yeah, you know I'm gonna you know I, I don't know like you, there's got to be something more there. Right. At least I felt there was there right. needed to be, and so I just I picked it up to be a hobby and just to be something that you know here is something I do that I can I can leave something of myself behind look what I mean you know yeah, right right like yeah. I'm doing something productive here yeah. and it just grew from there it was kind of crazy it, it just started to do you feel snowball. like it was a very organic happening yeah oh yeah yeah there there was it it pulled me to this point right. I did not push it right and some of that was because in my in my real early twenties and teenage years, I was going to be a rock and roll star, and I was in garage bands and we we did not big tours, but we tour around Florida, right? And um, that we pushed, you know, yeah. uh, my, especially the other guys in the band, myself as well. Like we practiced, you know, three times a day. We weren't just like dicking around with it, right? Um, 
but we, I, it got pushed so hard that it was no longer, there was no joy to it anymore. Yeah. It wasn't, it was a right. pain in the ass. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta go practice again. And, um, you know, when, when the band broke up, because, we, you know, we, of course we didn't become famous and become big rock stars, uh, the thought of going back to that, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so with this, I was just like, I'm not going to try to make it something it isn't. You know, I'm, I'm just going to let it be a hobby, you know. And, and then after a little bit, someone went, man, that's a really nice knife. How much for it? You know, I wasn't trying to sell. I was just making them and I'd give them away to friends. Yeah, yeah. And a friend of a friend saw the knife and thought it was worth money. So they asked me to make them one and that's how I did my first sale. I didn't, right. you know what I mean? I yeah, wasn't yeah. out there trying yeah. to peddle my wares. Right. And I didn't know it at the time, but that's... That's kind of how you you know you're good enough to sell stuff is because people ask you to buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because you're trying to push it on yeah. somebody. Yeah, You know, and I mean, I guess that's... Saying it now, I've never said it in that quite that way, but that's I, kind of a metaphor you can use yeah, that for yeah, a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, You know, man. like if, you're, if your religion is really good, guess yeah. what? You ain't got to push it on anybody. They'll come to you. Thank you. Right? You know, yeah. like if your political beliefs are really that good... They, you don't need to push it on anybody. Yeah. They'll fucking come to you, you know? Yeah. And so uh, that's just kind of how it went. And then, and then the teaching, I think, that really is what skyrocketed into something where I could think about doing it full time. Right. Um, that's where there's, I think there's an urge right now. We've got a lot of people who, um, they, sit, they spend a lot of time on a computer, you know? I mean, it's for work. They're yeah. productive, but yeah. they're not making... Something physical. The There's real something world. very satisfying to the soul. Yeah. When you have made something from an organic material, um, you know, metal, wood, clay. Yeah. You know, with your own hands, and and what I find very satisfying is it doesn't always have to be planned out. Sometimes yeah. shit just takes on a shape of its own, literally a shape of its own. Yeah. And, and I speak about that knife. That, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, really, that thing just kind of, Yeah. I'm just over here heating it up and beating on it. And it just kind of made its, it. Honestly, it felt like it made itself. Right, right. You know, which was like, wow, <laughs> that's cool. And, and yeah, and that's something I definitely want to go down that rabbit hole. Absolutely, absolutely, you know? and and it's 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 how I started too a lot with especially with knives because there's such a diversity of shapes. Oh my god! You yeah. know, you you I'd start out really when I first started out, I would get frustrated because yeah. what I was making didn't look like what was in my head. Right. And then after a little bit, I. I almost quit and was like, I'm just not going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I went out there to the shop and I said, okay, I don't care what shape the knife looks like. I'm just going to, if it looks like some kind of knife, I'll be happy. And so as I'm working on it, at some point I went, oh, it's starting to look like a steak knife. And I hit it a few more times and it started moving in this other way. And I go, well, now it's starting to get this curve in it that I like. And I just let it do its thing to yeah, a degree, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then over time, of course, now you do it enough. Now I can start by going, okay, I know what shape I need to go for. Right. And you can, you can be, uh, I mean, you're still working with the steel, but you can be right. more in control over where it's going, right? Right, right. Um, but it's, it's I, like I know craftsmen who, if they say like, if somebody says, oh, well, I, let, I let the spiel, steel speak to me. They'll shout you down. They'll be like, no, no, no. You're in charge of how it moves. You know, you yeah. need to make a move. In the, and, and there's something to, to that. But I like letting the steel do its thing sometimes. Yeah. You know, I think there's... Yeah. There's an uh, intuitiveness yeah. to the whole process there that I enjoy. Yeah. And anytime um, I get to tap into that in this computer technology driven world where you got to click this and click that right. and click this and click that that organic intuitive flow that can happen with that creative process is something that's been I, I have actually been lacking because I've been so caught up in my head and dealing with this and dealing with that and you know the necessities that need to be taken care of in day-to-day life especially sure. you know um, my personal current situation you know with my mom being ill so 
this is just that beautiful flow to the left. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> and when you can express that creativity, um, it just helps with the balance, man. Yeah. You know, it helps me feel more balanced and whole and, you know, my daughter said to me one time, we were talking, I don't even remember what we were talking about. This was years ago. She's about ready to turn, oh my gosh, 32, I think. Um, and she said to me once, like, everything you do is like connected to your spirituality. And I was like, <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Because I think that means I'm living on purpose with intention and balance yeah yeah you know and and i that's kind of that that's what i see in you you know it's like and i remember you speaking before about um you know that when you're working with the metal and when you're blacksmithing it's you know it connects you to the gods for sure you know yeah can you explain that a little more well i mean so We'll get we'll go we'll go down a weird old rabbit hole here for sure. Yay! Um, but you know, I I I definitely, you know, I believe in. I'm a pagan. I believe in gods and almost anything. I'll I'll believe. Uh, I'll be skeptical, but I believe in the possibility of it. Right. Right. And, and there's some stuff that is, you know, that has just happened to me that I, you know, I can't be skeptical anymore. And so, you right. know, what else is there to do, but mm-hmm. trust in yourself and believe it's happening. Right. right. Um, and just specifically with the blacksmithing, uh, you know, I, I, Hephaestus is the, the Greek god of, uh, the, of blacksmiths and of crafting. And uh, he has, he and Vulcan, which is the Romanized version, um, you know, they got to have a place here in the forge because this is, this is what they did. They do. Yeah. Um, And then with my, with my sort of Nordic and, and really it's more Anglo-Saxon heritage there's some german real strong german and then also english um which is exactly what anglo-saxons were i'm just did it uh 500 years later than they mix mm-hmm. um but you know the 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 norse gods are a real strong part of that and they they permutated as history has moved them around but odin is also really important to me i like oh, him as a figure yeah um so I, I, when I, when I heat treat the metal, when I go to make a, a piece of metal that's in the shape of a knife and it actually becomes a knife, this happens in the heat treating. And like you're talking about alchemy figuratively, this is alchemy literally. We are, we are manipulating the molecules. We are manipulating the, the, the crystal structure inside of that steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it's always, it's a magic spell. It is always a prayer. And I have a prayer I sing as I do it. Um, so I'm putting my, you know, my energy, my magic, whatever you want to call it, I'm putting it into the steel mm-hmm. as I'm working it, as I'm heat treating it. Uh, and so that's very much, uh, uh, yeah, that's a huge part of what I, think I do. That's, I think that's beautiful. I, I love to see creative things done with, that depth of intention um and we're gonna take a little break here and we're gonna hear from one of our sponsors who do you have sponsoring you anchor oh (laughs) okay so oh i can add a flag yes technology (laughs) (laughs) um so we're back with Jordan from crookedpathforge.org, correct? That's right. Awesome. Um, And he runs an open forge and teaches. He is a wonderful teacher. I mean, I didn't come in here uh, an absolute novice, but 
I've learned so much since I've been coming here. And of course, you know, my inquisitive mind, I'm always like, I'm following them around the shop like a little puppy dog. <laughs> hey, Jordan, what does this yeah. do? What does that do? Hey, hey. <laughs> and he's been so patient with me. <laughs> Thank well, you. it's good. I mean, obviously you can tell I like talking about this stuff. So I'm like, I'm happy when people are asking. Yeah. Because it's what, yeah. it's what interests me, you know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, have you done any, do you work with, um, what do they make the gates out of? What is that? Wrought iron. Wrought iron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just had a brain fart. Um, do you make big things out of wrought iron? So like I, decorative? I, I do some decorative stuff. Okay. Uh, but I, I like, and this is just my own sensibilities on the right. subject. Um, I like even my decorative stuff to have some kind of other purpose right. than beauty, right? right. Um, it, it, at the very least, you can put a hat on it, you know? Um, and I just like the idea that people are using it and interacting with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the extra challenge of not just, here I made a really cool shape that's thought-provoking, which is in its own, you know, that has its own worth all yeah. on its own. I used to say I only make stuff that has a purpose. Mm -hmm. But art that is just art that is a purpose. Yeah. And so I've amended the way I've, I've thought right. about it, you know, because that I have art in my house. Oh, you I mean you've evolved? Art. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I say it, it performs another function, a, a second function, right. right? It looks good and it also, or it's thought provoking, but it is also a knife. It is right. also a wall hook or a coat rack. Right. Um, and so there's a challenge there too in... Things are the shape, especially when you're looking at tools, they're a shape, they're a specific shape because they need to do a specific thing. Right. And you can look at the shape and you can get an idea of what it's supposed to do, but you don't really know until you make it. And when you're making something, well, sometimes that has the shape it does because it is just pretty. And there isn't another reason. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes, well, this shape here, like a, say an axe blade, right, has got a beard on it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that just looks nice. Mm -hmm. um, but as you forge it yourself, you realize, oh, it's got that shape because that's what the metal is doing as I'm hammering on it, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and so the same goes for gates, hinges. Um, I haven't done anything really large. Mm -hmm. uh, the gentleman I apprenticed with, he specialized in really large gates and ornamental ironwork. Mm -hmm. uh, most of what that, what we call a wrought iron, right. uh, decorative wrought iron. Um, and so I, I learned a good bit working with him and watching him. Um, but to really pull something off that that's, that's that large, like a, say a, a, a gate for a car to go in and out of, right. there's, there's some more knowledge you need on engineering and, and, and how physics work and the way uh, the steel will sag over time and the right. gate will begin to droop and how to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So there's more stuff there I need to learn. And I, I don't know if I'll go in that direction. Right. You know, there's so many ways to go in, in the craft. You, right. you can do sculpture, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can do gates and wrought iron. You can do knives and tools. Right. Um, you can do something in between. There's, there's. Would you say your specialty is tools or knives? I like to say tools. Okay. Um, you know, a knife is a tool, right? Well, yeah. And what makes me like making knives is what makes me like making any kind of tool. Right. The idea that somebody's going to use it and understanding its shape and how that makes it a better tool. Mm -hmm. uh, so knives, of course, are the most popular tool yeah there's knife collectors out there there's not really shovel collectors you know <laughs> <laughs> you never know i mean i'm sure there are somewhere um there's a barbed wire museum in texas you know really? yeah yeah oh, wow. and they know the history of barbed wire um so it is you know i'm sure there are but as far as trying to make a living off of the shovel collectors of the world right you're not going to do it right um but knife collectors will they will buy knives Oh, till the cows oh, come. Oh yeah, in. it's forgettable. I'm, my friend uh, CJ, who used to be a roommate of mine, uh, he's the one that actually gave me those Damascus. Uh, oh, cool blanks. Yeah. Um, 
hopefully he'll listen to this and he will agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> the man loves knives. I yeah. like knives. Yeah. He loves knives. Yeah. And he's been familiar with, um, you know, plenty of the really good knife makers. And, you know, he oh, could, I'd love to meet him sometime. Oh, you got to introduce yeah. me. Yeah, well, he lives over in Jacksonville. He okay. is just, uh, he is one of those brothers, like true. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the yeah. heart brothers. And, you know, he's the kind of guy I could call him two o'clock in the morning and he'd be like, what do you need? Yeah, you awesome. Know? Yeah, so, and that's, you know, tribe, man. Tribe yeah, is everything. Yeah. Tribe yeah. is everything. Um, let's see, what else do I want to ask you about? So what is your favorite knife to make? I know that's a loaded question. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is. <laughs> I, and and I, I always have trouble with these because I'm the kind of person I don't, I don't have a favorite. It's like asking a favorite song. Right. I, favorite it's, I, to me, you know, anything, anything I do too much, I start to get bored. And you know that could be a deficiency in the in in my own character, but it's how it is. So personally, I like variety. Yeah, but yeah. the only thing I you know, I think my wife is the only thing I like the same of over and over again. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, other than that, I, I really enjoy variety. I enjoy yeah. something new, a new challenge. So right. anytime someone's coming at me with a knife that I've never heard of, and I and and. It's it's a little bit dumb, but my reaction they go, hey, can you make a so and so knife? And I've never heard of it before, and I'll go, oh yeah, you, you bet I can. <laughs> <laughs> and then I very quickly go on the internet. No, 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 research, research, yeah, research. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I love learning about that, you know, and yeah. and and so that's my favorite knife is is. The new knife I don't know about. There you yeah, go. That, that's that a is, great that is my quest. favorite that was, Yeah, I'm glad I asked that <laughs> question because that was like probably the best answer anybody could have ever given. That's amazing. Um, now, I think um, here in Gainesville, we have uh, Ren Fair, Renaissance yes. Festival coming up. When is that? So that's the Hogtown Medieval Fair. And that is uh, the last three weekends of January. So it starts... Hold on, we're pulling up the calendar here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah January 15th is okay. the first weekend, and it goes through the 30th. Is it going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or just Saturday, Sunday? So it's it's Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do a special, like, um... Fresh thing smashing Yeah. <laughs> one, uh, one Friday out of there, they do, like, a, a school kid day. Oh, okay. And a bunch of places come on field trips and things. So oh, okay. Unless you have kids, that's the day to avoid, because they are wild yeah i mean they have a lot of fun but we we yeah. put all the knives away no, uh -huh. no sharp stuff out uh -huh. and you know and uh we may you know we make sure that okay i'm really look, i'm really looking forward oh, to that I, I i can't wait i, I hope you got an outfit uh, ready I, well, i'm right? working on it okay, i good. had um you know one of those uh multi-layered big bell sleeves and i'm yeah. like oh that ain't gonna work no we're gonna have to take those sleeves off, so I just actually put it in Mom's sewing room, so I can do some altering on yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, it's it's in the back of my head, and I'm like, man, time is not standing still for me here. <laughs> so I, I look at it, and I'm yeah, like, hey, yeah. gotta get that get that under control. I'm really looking to to being at the forge with you guys for those, oh, I would, I'd those love three it. weekends. I'd love it. There's um, there's not enough there's not enough ladies that are getting into this. And uh, and I so I'm always happy to to you know try to yeah. try to push that a little. Well, you too, know, but. I think one of the things um, for me, and this is you know, uh, again you know tapping into that spiritual aspect. I've had a hell of a time keeping my um, masculine and feminine in balance. Yeah. Um, so this actually helps me expend some of that masculine energy. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that it's either masculine or feminine as far as the actual art of blacksmithing. Um, yeah, but it helps me... A little me bit like a yin and yang. Yeah, it's, it's, it helps me yeah. expend that energy. Um, and I like getting dirty. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always like getting, I like getting clean. Okay, <laughs> I really like getting clean. But I like getting dirty. Yeah. And, you know, that has shown itself, you know, when I was in high school, I took woodworking. I took, you know, uh, car mechanics. 
Oh, wow. Um, wood shop. Yeah. Yeah, anything where I could get in there and use my hands and really literally get dirty. I mean, even when I have my motorcycle, I'm not a motorcycle mechanic, but I learned how to do some basics, and I didn't to. mind yeah. getting in there and getting dirty as long as I can get clean at the end right. of the day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And it's the same thing with the blacksmithing. You know, I don't mind... Um, you know, the, the sweat and the dirt and the occasional, ow, burns, right. you know, that happen from, you know, stuff flying out at you while you're beating on hot metal. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it's nice. Um, it's a nice way for me to expend that energy. And it actually, it, it helps me to also tap into that feminine energy yeah. a little better. You know, because after I've been here working in the forge with the with the fire and the hot metal and, you know, the tools and and getting all grimy and and it just makes me want to go home and take a shower and, you know, be girly. <laughs> so, you know, it, it does. It's, it's a it's a great balance for me. And I often wonder, you know, why more women don't tap into that. I, I think they're afraid um, I think they're yeah. afraid of stepping into that man's world. I, it's, it, I, I try to be as, you know, I mean, I'm obviously nobody can see me cause it's a podcast, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm six feet tall. I think I weigh around 240 pounds or so and I have a beard. And so I, I do my best to not be intimidating. Yeah. But to a degree, I can't help it. You gotta I, you be know, you, right, man. right. Yeah. And you know, and I'm, I mean, I'm a friendly guy, and and I find, a lot, I mean, so you know, I I try to do that kind of thing, and I tell people, like, anybody can blacksmith. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter your age, your your whatever. We can figure out something for you to do. Um, but it it is, it is something that um, you you do have to have. A certain, a certain, you have to be able to get out of your comfort zone because yeah. nobody is comfortable doing this the first time. Right. That is just straight up. You got, you know, yeah. it is uncomfortable. It is hot. It yeah. is yeah. dangerous. Yeah. It is, you know, and, uh, all the things I like. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's, I, but I think that's a barrier to more, to more than obviously more than just women. There's plenty of women yeah. who are adventurous and exciting and, Mm-hmm. you know get out of their comfort zones but uh yeah it is a barrier for anybody i mean it certainly was for me starting out um and the older generation of blacksmiths who have a great wealth of knowledge um and are often willing to share do put barriers up they purposefully want you to show your gumption mm. um and and so that can be really difficult to break through that barrier mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to break through it. Was it easier because I was a bearded dude? Maybe. I don't know. All Probably. I know is my experience, right? Yeah. I suspect. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's still a barrier there. And, and over time, I've under, started to understand why it might be there. Right. Um, and what it is is because I get emails, you know, at least once a month of somebody. I always think of them as young because of the way they write. But who knows? But I get this this exuberant email. I really want to make a sword. It's been a dream of mine ever since I was a kid. And I'm really committed, Mr. Jordan. And I really want to make... I will show up every day. And, you know, can I be your apprentice? And when I first started, I was like, yeah, come on over. And I would invite strangers over to the shop. And they would get a taste of it and never show up again. Huh. And either they figured out, okay, this wasn't for me. Or, you know, maybe they worked a full-time job and they weren't able to commit to the time. Right. But for whatever reason, I would get people in who were initially incredibly exuberant and then they would not come back more than twice. And I would be wasting days where I should be working on projects and making money and making my living. But I would take a day out to have somebody come in. And I might still be working on something, but it slows me down to have somebody new. You yeah. know, you're not, you're, you're, you're not actually helping me until you've been 
working with me for at least a year. Mm -hmm. Until then, I'm teaching you and you're, you're actually slowing me down. Right. Um, and that's the same in almost any profession or skilled profession. Uh, and so it, it just kept happening. And so finally, I had to put up barriers and start going, no, I'm not looking for an apprentice. Boundaries. And so yeah. I think that's what's why these individuals, why a lot of the older generation have that. You know, and yeah. and but that's where these blacksmithing clubs that we have come in. Those are open to absolutely anybody. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you don't show up again. You know, go to a meeting, see if you like it. Mm -hmm. And if you want to find someone to apprentice under, I, what I tell people is at the end of the meeting, start picking up trash, start putting the chairs up, sweep the floor. Yeah. Right? You do that two or three times at a meeting, and those old timers, they, they see that. They notice, oh, that, that young kid who's been coming around, that whippersnapper, whatever, and he might be 40 years old and be a whippersnapper. Right, right, right. Some of these guys. Um, but they'll see that, and then when you go to ask after, after you know, doing that for three or four months, then they'll be like, yeah, how about you come over? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't even need to ask. They'll see that, and one day they'll just get, it happened to me. They gave me a call. One guy gave me a call and said, hey, I need help in my shop. Come on over. Mm -hmm. Went over to a shop. He didn't need help. He just wanted to show uh, uh, somebody who's learning something new. Right. Hang out for a day and, and pass his knowledge on. There you go. And so it was, you know, you just have to, you got to be patient with it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. As with all things, I yeah. think, in the, in the world of creation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful. Okay. So now I just had something pop in my okay. brain. Uh-oh. I know uh -oh. y'all did a calendar. Oh yeah. First off, tell me <laughs> tell me who I'm referring to when I say y'all and tell me about the calendar. Yeah, yeah. So there's this wonderful club I talked about, FABA, which is all around Florida. And it's a it's a proper nonprofit. And uh, so they have to stay family friendly. A lot of the membership is a little more um, socially conservative, by which I mean to say um, they don't drink, mm -hmm. they don't cuss, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so a number of us who are not that way kind of got together and we created our own little miniature club that we called the Bearded Brotherhood of Blacksmiths. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just a fun alliterative name. And you um, don't have to have a beard. Nor do you need to be a brother. We do have sisters that are members. And so uh, anyway, we get together and we just as a fundraising thing, you know, we, we thought of those firefighter calendars that have the, you know, the big buff guys showing yeah, off yeah. their pecs and whatnot. Um, so we kind of did that, except, you know, it's more beer bellies and, and hairy backs than it is. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, pecs and abs and whatnot. Uh, but we're all posing in beefcake poses and we're wearing some of the armor and weapons and things we've made. And, um, Anyway, we made this ridiculously silly calendar. I so, love it. Uh, those are those are something that as, we're selling them, and we're putting the money towards a scholarship fund to send somebody off to go to a blacksmithing school and, and take awesome. some classes. Yeah, yeah. So where can somebody um, get one of these calendars? So you can find them on my website, uh, crookedpathforge.org. Uh, they're $25, and that includes the shipping there. And, uh, awesome. you know... Just, just going to a little bit of a good cause, I guess. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. man. Well, it's it's paying it forward. Yeah. To me, yeah. that's the, the, one of the beautiful things about doing, you know, um, creative work is we have the opportunity um, in any work that we do to pay it forward in some capacity or another. I mean, we all need to make a living, but, you know, that, that um, scholarship thing sounds like a really awesome idea. Yeah, yeah. If, That's if, excellent. If it goes right, we should have around $1,500. Awesome. And uh, there are these schools. There's one up in North Carolina in particular. Uh, it's a week long. They feed you. You know, you stay in a dorm. You, you, you know, it is, it is 8 to 12 hours of blacksmithing every day. Wow. And it's like, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's like you soak it up. You wow. know, you don't have to worry about doing your own dishes. You don't have to worry about feeding yourself. Yeah. And so you can really focus in on, you know, just, that just, and it's amazing. beautiful, you know, it's up in the mountains oh, of yeah. North Carolina. I'm so sorry, anything in North Carolina is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the mountains. Yeah. Love so. the mountains. So what does the future look like for uh, Crooked Path Forge? Oh, man. 
That's so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're just rolling with it, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, and I think this is just anybody who's trying to run their own business. It's like there, there are days where I'm like, we're, we're, I'm fucked. I'm gonna have to go get a job at McDonald's next. Week. <laughs> you know, like, been there, been there. oh, and, it, and it's, and it's oh, like, yeah. and all of it is just up here. It's yeah. all up in the head. Yeah. None of it is actually. There's no evidence. Yeah. Right. You know, and then two days later, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm gonna be. You know, king of the world, and we're going to be, you know, blacksmith all over Florida. And so, what I hope for, what I hope for Crooked Path Forge is that we just continue on, and I get to keep doing this thing, you right. know, that I love to do. Right on. And and if the dream happens, then the the teaching shop gets bigger. We start to have a dorm where people can come and stay for longer classes. Right. You know. Um, and, and that's really for the business because for me, I'll never stop doing this. Right. If I have to go get another job, this will just yeah. be a hobby, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, I'll, I'll never stop learning new processes and new techniques because that's, that's what I like it's the variety. Exciting. I like the new. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not worried about me and my growth. Right. You know, right. it's just how much time I can devote to it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think it'll be good. Yeah. I'm optimistic right now. Awesome. I'll take it. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's all about you. Tap into that quantum field and you manifest go. your shit, man. That's right. Okay, Try. Jordan, thank you so much for being with me at the Ripple with Juju. Um, just so everybody knows, it is crookedpathforge.org. Um, that's where you can find the calendars of all those yeah. sexy blacksmiths. Okay, and it's raising funds for a scholarship to send somebody to a blacksmithing retreat um, slash school. Um, so the intention in paying it forward there is beautiful and it's greatly appreciated. And I so appreciate your time. Is there anything else you would like to add as we wrap up? Uh, no, no. But thank you so much. I mean, you are so welcome. It's so really welcome. fun. Um, I always like to promote um, artisans, um, especially self-sustaining artisans, because it's not easy, man. Yeah, I've no. been self-employed uh, most of my working life, um, in some capacity or another, um, and this is how this is how we get to do what we love to do is by helping each other and. And exposing each other, you know, as far as, hey, man, I know a dude who knows a dude yeah. who knows a dude who knows a chick. Yeah. And, you know, we can get this done. <laughs> so thank you again, Jordan. Thank you, Judy. Much peace, much blessings, and many, many, many years in your forge. Oh, thank thank you. you.